You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to The Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about how to simplify your sales success. And I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Andy Paul. Let me tell you all about him. He's the host of a top-rated podcast, Accelerate with Andy Paul, where he educates and inspires sales professionals to take their expertise to the next level. His podcast has over 700 episodes and 2 million downloads. Wow, that is a lot. He's number eight on LinkedIn's list of the top 50 global sales experts, where over 166,000 professionals follow his daily posts on sales. He's the author of two Amazon best-selling books, as well as the founder of The Sales House, the first all-in-one personal growth platform for modern B2B sellers. He's definitely the go-to resource for sales leaders and top sales producers. Welcome, Andy. Thanks for sharing part of your day. What else do you want to add to that introduction? Well, that was, that was pretty comprehensive. Thank you, Nancy, for having me on your show. Comprehensive and impressive. Wow. Let me ask you, before we even tackle sure. sales, how do you... How do you get on the LinkedIn list of top sales experts? Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Uh, no, I, actually, I think, I think it's tied to the size of your following. And yeah, over, the last, cool. over the last several years, yeah, just, I don't know, I've been putting out content consistently and it seems to resonate with a, a fairly large group of people. So uh, I guess that plays into it. Yeah, very cool. And I know LinkedIn's got, millions and millions. So being in the top 50 is, is definitely cool. So before someone can sell, they have to actually generate some prospects and leads. And you are an expert at that. Can you share some of the fundamentals of prospecting that, that really work to get new clients? Well, I, you know, there's so many processes that, that people talk about these days. But I think that if you are setting out to to develop new leads for your businesses. First of all, you need to have a sense of what's the scope of the work that you're trying to accomplish. Meaning, yeah, how many leads do you need to generate? And who are your ideal customers that you need to speak to? And go through some yeah, fairly in-depth planning. So you're just not out doing hit and miss type prospecting, but be very focused. The more focused you can be, the narrower the niche that you can focus your efforts on, the more success you'll have. And it's a temptation, especially with entrepreneurs, to sort of say, hey, we'll talk to anybody who's interested. Yeah, there are times when perhaps that's valuable. But in general, you want to really tightly define who it is that's a prospect for your product or your service as tightly as you can. And then build your list of people you're going to call on or accounts you're going to call on based on that. And be very focused. And understand, I said, the scope of the, you know, if you need to, if you want to hit a certain revenue goal for the year and you understand so what your average transaction size is, which you should, well, what does that mean in terms of the number of 
orders you need to sign. And then you can, once you have that, you can sort of build, work backwards and build on top of that, you know, how many proposals you need to send out. And there's, you know, there's a numeric aspect to sales that's sort of somewhat inescapable. And actually I published a, a book that just, we just recently published. It's called a sales growth planner. And it sort of lays out this process for you. We can actually go through and provide a little calculator to help you calculate how many leads you really need to generate uh, in order to hit your numbers. I like that. And how can we do a better job of actually qualifying besides narrowing down? So here's an example. I don't know about you, but I get a lot of people saying, oh, I'd like to have coffee, get to know you better. Like, how do you, <laughs> what, what's your strategy for that? I've got a strategy, but I'd love to hear yours. Well, I, I do spend a lot of time on qualifying and disqualifying. And, and we talk a lot about this a lot in the sales house and in the talks I give around the, the country is, is that the most important thing you can do is find out what the outcomes the buyer wants to achieve with your product or service. And with those outcomes is have they made the business case internally to say that, yeah, we can make the investment to achieve those outcomes. Prior to that happening, prior to them making that internal decision, you don't have a qualified prospect. You could be in the process of trying to help them reach that point. But so often sellers, especially small businesses, somebody says, yeah, we're interested. And then they never take it any, any, you know, any further than that. Hey, they said they're interested. So let's keep talking to them. Let's spend our valuable sales time with people who really have no intention or not really in the position to make a decision to go ahead and, and buy. So for me, as when I work with companies, or work with sellers, we outline sort of this five-step process that says the culmination of this process, which is not early in your selling process, but the culmination of your qualification process is, have they made the internal decision? Have you given them enough information to make the business case internally that yes, they can, with the investment that you've, the size investment you scoped out for them, achieve their desired outcome. So that's increased sales, increased profitability, reduced costs, whatever that, that outcome is they're desiring. So one tip I heard is to repeat their words back to them or to use their words when you're talking because that's how you know they phrased their issue. What do you think about that? Yeah, and there's a whole school of thought about, and this really comes from psychotherapy, about mirroring back to people with the words. I mean, my stepdaughter's a master's degree in in special education. It's one of the techniques they taught them for dealing with kids with special needs to help them understand. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's one way. I mean, I think really what that really gets to, and I, I phrase it somewhat differently, is you always need to be asking, did you answer their question? Is it clear to you exactly how you can achieve you know, what your, your goals with this product and solution. Did I answer that question thoroughly for you? Is this is a step that's bypassed so often is because people are so afraid someone might tell them no. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing you do want to hear, right? If you're, if you're not clear, if, you're, if you haven't given them enough information, if they don't think they're prepared to take that next step in their buying journey, you want to know. So we live in a day and age of user reviews and customer reviews. Yeah, get a review. How are you doing on the sales call? How do we do? That, do we make this clear for you? That's really good advice. So I actually have my sales script up on sticky notes in my office. And one of the steps I had to make a sticky note for was just that. And I ask, are you clear on what results you'll get when we work together? And some people say, uh, I think so. I said, well, why don't you repeat them back? Just to mm -hmm. make sure that I said I'm right. But yeah, I was skipping that step a lot. And then people don't, they don't commit, right? If they don't know what they're buying. 
Well, yeah, they don't commit and you're not managing their expectations. And you know, it, let's say you're a small business, you're out selling to a customer and it's a competitive situation. And maybe there's two other vendors talking to the prospective client. And when the customer makes a decision, chances are pretty good that in their mind, what they're buying is sort of the best of all three that they spoke to. And so it's really important at each step of the way that you, <laughs> you make sure that they're really clear about exactly what it is that you're talking about, that you're proposing, the outcomes they'll receive, and so on. So they understand that it's, it's yours. Is that one of the topics you talk about when you're speaking? Well, yeah, depending on, on what the needs of the, the audience is or the needs of the, the company that, that's hired me. But I think that in general, you know, one of the real topics that, that is becoming more essential and more popular with audiences to talk about is we spend a lot of time and effort talking about these days in sales in general about prospecting and lead generation. But where the real weak spot is for many organizations is not in generating new leads, it's in executing and winning business with the leads that they develop. And so you look at those, what I call the middle of the funnel sales activities, discovery, needs analysis, qualifications, storytelling, presentations, so on. Those, those are the real essence of sales. And if, as an organization, yeah, you need to be good at generating leads. You need to be great at selling. That's true because then you don't need as many leads. <laughs> if you're able to sell better, exactly. you don't need exactly. numbers for that. And what, what happens... Well, oh, I, was, I was going to say, you know, one thing that's happening in today's environment is we have all these wonderful new tools that are available for companies to use to sort of prospect at a larger scale than they did before. And so, yeah, they've gotten a little bit lazy about qualification, discovery, and so on, because they are generating so many leads. They can just sort of play the odds and say, yeah, we'll, we'll close a certain smaller percentage of those. And I just don't think that's sustainable, especially for a small and mid-sized enterprise. Yeah, if you were going to invest the money in generating a lead, generate one that, that has a high probability of closing. Are you talking about online stuff? Yeah. Are you talking I'm, about automation? What do you mean by well, the Well, sort of automation. Technology? Yeah, more automation tools. So it, the last five, 10 years has been sort of this golden age of technology coming into sales. It started 20 plus years ago with CRM systems and has evolved into sales engagement platforms that enable you to automate the process of reaching out and following up with new prospects, you know, incredible dialing technologies that enable you to dial a much higher number of potential uh, customers and have actually more conversations with prospective customers within a smaller, shorter period of time and so on. I and mean, it's just, and it's, yeah, there's been a ton of investment in it. Companies are adopting these tools but what they're finding is that in general, in the sales professional B2B sales space, is that overall sales performance has not been improving. So really? we have this conundrum yeah. where we're investing heavily in these tools, but it's not affecting the ultimate outcome. And I think that is going to change. It'll have to change as companies learn how to use the tools more effectively to win a higher fraction of the opportunities they have. And that's that's... Right now, they're getting sort of lazy and saying, yeah, as long as I generate enough leads. And I said, I have sort of this, yeah, it's a low win rate, but, but we're, we're generating so much opportunity at the top of the funnel. I don't really need to pay that much attention to the win rate right now. That's going to change. 
because nobody sells to a market that's infinitely big. At some point, <laughs> you're going to have fewer prospects coming in the top of the funnel. You have to do a better job in the middle of the funnel of executing on that. Also, the economy has been on fire for the last eight to 10 years, too. So it's been that's a perfect true. storm. It has. So I love that you're saying that. So how do you have that conversation with, some of your, with your prospects? How do you fix people? What few tips can you give the listeners <laughs> on this podcast to fix that middle? Well, it starts, starts with discovery. And again, as, as so often the case is sellers look at the sales process and being sort of these discrete stages that they go through that have a beginning and an end. And the fact is, discovery doesn't really have an end point. You'll be dis doing discovery with your prospect almost up to the time you give them a proposal. Because by virtue of selling to a company and by involving, as we all know, that in selling to enterprises of any size, especially mid-sized and larger enterprises, <clears throat> excuse me, there are an increased number of stakeholders involved in the purchase decisions. And the buyer's journey oftentimes for the buyers, it's sort of an unknown for them. Because you think about, let's say an enterprise is buying a fairly complex software package, maybe to manage their, their manufacturing and inventory systems. How often do they do that? Once every five years? Once every 10? You know, they don't have a defined process for how to make that purchase. And so they're sort of somewhat improvising as they go along. And... Yeah, they don't have the history of involving all these various stakeholders and decisions. So if you have a seller come and say, well, look, I've got these very tightly defined uh, stage-based sales process. It just doesn't align with how the buyer buys. And so, yeah, you may say, look, we've finished our discovery in the first call with this buyer or this individual, but there are seven other stakeholders who have an input into the decision. You have to do a discovery with all of them as well. And it may be that Somebody, a ninth person comes in later, or it may be that just by virtue of selling to a company and educating them about your product and services do, their requirements change. This is what happens all the time. And you, know, you make your customer smarter about what they could achieve with your product or service, their requirements change. So you have to discover, continually discover what it is they think about what they can achieve and what their outcomes they can achieve will be. So that's just one example of, of you have to look at discovery as something that happens on every single interaction with your buyer, not just on the first call. Totally makes sense. It is ongoing because it's funny, people leave out a piece of information that they don't think is important. And you're like, what? I wish you would have told me that or I wish I would have asked that. It's probably the better <laughs> right. way to do that. We probably could have fit this a little bit different. So let's change courses. I'd love sure. to hear about your podcast. Having over 2 million downloads, 700 episodes is a huge, huge commitment. What's your podcast about and who should listen to it? So the podcast is just called Accelerate with Andy Paul. And it's... <laughs> Yeah, it started out really being focused for the small business, the entrepreneur who in this fast-paced, rapidly changing world of sales technology and sales automation, we're sort of struggling to keep pace with all the changes. And while it's, it's still somewhat targeted to that marketplace, yeah, we developed a much larger audience, much broader audience. And so, yeah, I think if you're a sales leader or your individual contributor, you know, various episodes will have different value for you. But what you get is you get an in-depth conversation and a no BS conversation on topics of importance to sellers. And it's, it's informed by the fact that I've spent four decades in sales and I've worked in nearly every sales environment that existed 
and can speak knowledgeably and sort of keep people honest, if you will, when we talk about challenges that sellers face. So do you typically bring on guests or do you come up with your own yes. content? Yeah, it's a guest-based, interview-based show. And so I get a lot of authors, I get a lot of founders and CEOs of companies, a lot of uh, you know, VPs of sales. So it's the guests tend to be a little bit more management-oriented in some respects. But you know, in some cases, there are people that you know, made their bones out in the field selling product and work their way up to the top and they've got some great stories to share. That's awesome. And how about your books, your best-selling books? What are those about and who should read those? Well, again, the first book is called Zero Time Selling and that's 10 Essential Strategies to Accelerate Every Company's Sales was really written for the entrepreneur, the CEO of a small and mid-sized enterprise. And that's a fun book. It's a lot of it's written as sort of a dialogue between me and, and sort of an alter ego who's sort of the, the everyman for the small business entrepreneur. And then the second book was a little more enterprise oriented, it's called Amp Up Your Sales. And again, geared to you know, strategies you can use to help customers make bigger, faster decisions. And that's important. Yeah. And so the first book, a little more informal, the second book, a little more research based, but yeah, I like them both. Cool. Before I jump to our signature question, everybody gets on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else about sales that you want to talk about? I know you had quite a few topics on the sheet that was sent over. <laughs> any of those you want to talk about? Well, I think that I think the message I would want to leave people is that there is a sense, back to the sort of initial theme you brought up, is there is a tendency to overcomplicate selling. And it's somewhat exacerbated by the fact that we have all this, this incredible technology that's coming into the space. But the fact is sales is still about a person dealing with another person. And, and too often we we'll to skip the step of educating the people who are selling our products and services about how to connect with another person, how to engage their interest, how to build a relationship and generate some trust. And we just want to skip by those steps and say, here's how to prospect, here's how to do discovery and so on. It's like, hey, none of that stuff will make a <laughs> one bit of difference. If you can't master this ability to form a trust-based relationship with another individual. And so I like I, I, in my work and things I write about and speak about focus pretty extensively on this whole idea about, and I'll call these the basics because I think that somewhat gets overused a little bit, but it is just about being human. And so I have this formula that I, I teach. I call the BALD formula, B-A-L-D. That's an acronym. And it's four core human skills that if you can develop will enable you to build a successful career in sales, but also most importantly, enable you to build relationships with people in every walk of your life. And so just going through the acronym, the B of BALD stands for be human, right? Be curious, be focused, be present when you're talking with another person. The A means ask great questions. The L means to listen slowly, which is really important. You have to dis- too often, especially in sales with people that are sellers that are too heavily scripted, they ask a question, they're not listening to the answer, they're thinking about the next question they're going to ask. And there's no way that we can really understand the context of a person's problems or challenges they're trying to solve and develop any level of empathy with them if we don't listen and understand where they're coming from. So be human, ask great questions, listen slowly, and the D is deliver value. When people invest time in you, it doesn't matter whether it's in a business setting or a personal setting, if they receive no value from the interaction, then they don't give you any more time. And this is you know, so essential, especially in sales. There's this 
really explicit bargain that exists between a buyer and a seller. The buyer says, I'm going to invest some of my time in you. What are you going to give me in return that's a value that moves me closer to making a decision? Pretty simple. So yeah. four it's core funny, skills. Be human, funny word. ask questions, listen. <laughs> Listen slowly, deliver value. It is a funny word, but it makes sense. Totally makes sense. Very cool. For people who would like to work more closely with you or learn more about the sales house, how can they connect with you? Websites, social media, any sure. of that? Yeah, well, for website, come to thesaleshouse.com and get a good overview of what the sales house is. As you mentioned before, it's this sales growth and personal development platform for B2B sellers. And they can email me at andy at the saleshouse.com if they want to reach out to me. They can follow me on LinkedIn. It's the usual preamble forward slash the sales house. Uh, or you can just search on Andy Paul. And on Twitter at real Andy, real Andy Paul, excuse me, at real Andy Paul. And yeah, reach out, connect. And if there's any questions I can answer, I'd be happy to do so. Very cool. And I actually browsed that website, the sales house before. Oh, and people make sure you put in the, because yes, if you just the sales, sales house. house, it doesn't work so well, no. but lots of really cool stuff there. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I would urge people to subscribe to our, our daily newsletter. So if they go to the saleshouse.com forward slash subscribe, so HTTPS, make sure you put the S, then the saleshouse.com forward slash subscribe. Yeah, join thousands of people that receive my daily email. It's sort of a sales tip of the day, something give you something to think about. And then we also have various offers from time to time to uh, join the sales house or other things we're doing. Very cool. Andy, thanks so much for taking time to be on the show today. Lots of cool stuff all about sales. And we all know if you don't have sales, you don't have a business. So very cool. Listeners, yes, I just rolled, yeah, absolutely. Listeners, I just rolled out a new program for business owners looking to systemize their companies in 30 days or less. If you're feeling overwhelmed and overworked in your business, this could be for you. We work side by side to actually get your systems created. Just go to nancygains.com or drop me an email, nancy at nancygains.com, and we'll have a conversation. And if you love this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps other people find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.